Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. I'm joined here in my kitchen by the one and only Bobby Reynolds. Bobbo, how are you, man? Oh, Josh, I'm great. <laughs> are you trying to fill the Adam role because he's not here tonight? But I miss my buddy. <laughs> Adam is at home with the coronavirus. He is patient zero. Uh, the CNN news crew has already parked their vans outside his house. <laughs> So, no, he's at home with the flu, recovering. Uh, We wish him well. Uh, We're going to pretend that maybe it had something to do with him just relentlessly pounding monsters (laughs) and uh, McDonald's and Taco Mm -hmm. Bell. Maybe maybe his organs are finally shutting down, Bobby. It's possible. No, we do miss him. It was... It was too much serious talk. We need a little bit of nonsense from time to time. <laughs> That's right. We uh, we have a very special guest. You saw it teased on Twitter. The one and only Mike Wollert of 4 for 4 and uh, Dynasty League Football is joining us on the pod to do a little rookie talk. Bobby, I know that was right up your alley. You've got uh, a baker's dozen of rookie picks. Oh, yeah. Put together some nice notes for us. We're going to be talking about some of the big name guys you need to be paying attention to in your rookie draft. And we're going to be talking about some free agents free agency in the nfl is set to open next week so who are some of the guys that as an idp player you need to be paying attention to where these guys are going to land and uh, we just got done with the interview with mike and i thought it was uh, pretty underwhelming disappointing wouldn't you say bob i'm pissed off at how poorly it went it was just like a d minus i think at best so yeah, just an effort if you want to turn off the pod right now we won't blame you uh you know you don't have to listen to what comes next no in all seriousness a lot of fun mike is one of the smartest people uh in all of fantasy football analysis but especially idp uh he is one of our favorite guests to have on the show and he came in and just dropped hot fire like he always does bobo dude it was so 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 good he says things that i'm like i never knew that Mm -hmm. like he makes a point uh well i won't spoil it but just suffice it to say that you'll want to tune in for the full episode it's a lot of fun uh we touch on a ton of players so there's a good chance that however your idp roster is constructed you've got a guy that uh we mention on tonight's episode or you've got uh, your eye on one of these rookies that we talk about yeah it's a lot of content fellas a lot of content a little less yelling and nonsense <laughs> because adam is not in our midst we well, did talk fast food at the halfway point of the uh interview with mike mm-hmm. uh but we do miss markham's uh, manic energy on tonight's sewed uh but it's still a lot of fun yeah monster sales are down in the area that's right you know uh, founders gold you can find it anywhere now <laughs> that's right markham is not buying up the whole stock here <laughs> in bowling green so let's jump straight into the interview with mike I think you all are really going to enjoy this. Uh, Bobby, we do have a quick announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Addy, speaking of Addy, not here with us tonight for the soap, but his top 500 Ooh-wee. combined rankings just went live over at IDP, guys. So make sure you check that out. Big things. Big things. Happening, as Adam likes to say. So check that out over at IDPguys.org. Without further ado, here is Mike Wollert. Mike <laughs> 
All right, we teased it on Twitter, and we are extremely excited, Bobby and I, to welcome back to the Big Three IDP podcast for the first time, I believe, since week one of the 2019 season. It's Mike Wollert. Mike, welcome back to the show, man. How are you? I'm not too bad. I guess it's, it's been that long. I guess everybody complained and they didn't want to hear from me. So it took a bit for you to, to bring me back. So, I mean, are you guys prepared to get complaints? I mean, yeah, we're not happy you're back. Um, yeah. You know, we're contractually obligated to have you on at this point <laughs> in the season. So, um, <laughs> no, man, it's great to have you back. Uh, we've been looking forward to this show for a while. I know it's I think it's been in the works since the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, you yeah, you guys reached out to me, and oh, no, I can't believe already it's middle of March. So, I know, I mean, right? It's crazy. I looked up and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're doing the Mike episode next week." So, <laughs> really excited though to be talking with you. Obviously, as as any NFL fan knows, free agency is going to be kicking off next week. So, what we wanted to do with with uh, the famous Mike Wollert is to do a free agency preview with regard to the IDP relevant guys that you need to be paying attention to. And as a little added bonus, because it's rookie fever season, we're going to be doing a rookie preview as well. Bobby's put together some notes on some of the rookies you need to be paying attention to. Uh, Mike, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. been looking forward to it. So before we get into the football talk, Mike, let's catch up with you. Last time we had you on, uh, like I said, week one. So it's been a while. I know you're still doing stuff with four for four. Yep. Catch us up on what's new in Mike Wollert's world. Yeah, so still doing stuff with four for four, and also going to be doing a little bit of uh, uh, draft stuff, some free agent stuff with with uh, DLF football as well. Uh, speaking of which, I do need to to get on that. I can't, like I said, I just everything's going by so quickly. I can't believe it's March already. So definitely need to get on that. I know I have. I, I need to post some content. I'm starting to get into the rookies, looking at the rookies, and seeing where things are at. And uh, but yeah, we're. I, can't believe it draft season free agency and just seemed like only yesterday the super bowl ended now it's like oh got to get back into writing again that's right i think everyone collectively had about a 72 hour break from football and then it yep. was like all right back to the grind for sure yep. um you know we didn't we didn't take a break mainly because it's a new podcast um we had to build that habit and that discipline of recording weekly yeah and i knew yep. that if we got off the got off the wagon even for a week or two that it would be really hard to get back on. So we've just continued to post, but it's crazy that the combine was, you know, almost like two weeks ago at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's wild that, uh, like you said, the Super Bowl feels like, uh, you know, it happened yesterday, but heck, in the NFL calendar, it's a distant memory at this point. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Might as well have been a year ago. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so, Mike, let's kick things off here. Uh, like I said, draft season. Uh, it is. We've noticed it with our content. Anything we put out that's rookie related is just blowing up right now. So let's start with the rookies, Mike. And I'm going to turn it over to Bobby here. And let's walk through some of the notable rookie players, IDP guys you need to be paying attention to, especially if you're in a dynasty league rookie draft. Bobby, kick us off. I think everyone knows this player, but who are we going to start off talking about here? Yeah, you know, starting off just from the top, Chase Young, defensive end here for Ohio State. You know, I think kind of in our notes here, we've put, you know, talked about his talents, undeniable. I think I talked to Josh last week about his PFF grade being like 97. Bosa's was only like a 94, I think. Um, So, you know, I think he's going to be a great uh, DN there in the NFL. 
I guess my bigger question for you, Mike, is, you know, in a perfect scenario, you know, I don't know if you've done any mocks or anything yet, but where do you think you see Chase Young ending up in the actual NFL draft? I mean, if we're talking about the actual NFL draft, I mean, obviously QB is, is the, the top position, but I think he's my number one guy um, overall, but perfect timing for Washington to switch to a four, three, because had he landed with Washington and they were still running a three, four, that just would have been all the sads for everybody. So really good timing for, for Washington to change to a, to a four, three. So, I mean, that's, that's where he's being mocked and that's where I see him. I, I don't see how Washington passes him up. Uh, you know, you pair him there with, uh, with a few of the, the rushes that they have. Um, uh, he'll be a, an instant boost to that defense. Yeah, I know Adam's a huge believer in the Redskins defensive line. You talk about Montez Sweat. You talk about Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, you know, oh, Kerrigan. Kerrigan, we talked about, you know, them possibly being the best defensive line if they were to take a Chase Young in the NFL. And they still even have Jonathan Allen up the middle, too. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's a nasty defensive line. Do you yep. see if he does land with Washington? Where would you be anticipating him to finish at, at, you know, DN ranks end of the 2020 season? Is he a top 12 guy? He certainly has that upside. I mean, looking at just all of the, the edge rushers that have come out of Ohio State, it just seems like each one is better than the other. So you had Joey Bosa. And you had Nick Bosa, who's already, I think, better than Joey. And you have Chase Young, who, I mean, dare I say it, is almost as good, if not better, than Nick Bosa. So yeah. uh, Chase Young is probably going to be starting immediately. He's got such, he's got everything. He's got all the tools. I mean, he's got, I mean, his hands are insane, his speed, and just, uh, I mean, he could get double digit sacks right out of the gate and probably be a top 10 guy. Um, right out of the gate. And I think with some of the guys that are losing some position eligibility, I think this is a, you know, it's a really good timing for, for another elite guy to come in and get that, uh, that DL eligibility. So Mike, I know you're just now getting a little bit into some of the, you know, rookie offensive side. Um, so you've got 12 picks in the first round of a rookie draft and you've got, mm-hmm. Chase Young. you know, shout out to our XFFL group. They had a little podcast where they did a mock draft for us. Um, within the last week or so, where do you feel comfortable? Where do you feel like Young is going to go in that top 12 range? Where does Mike Waller feel comfortable drafting? Is he a first-round pick in your rookie That's draft, true. Mike? That's true. question. He's pro- from, probably, I guess, you know what, and I hate to, to fall back to the old saying, it really depends on your scoring system, but I tend, I mean, with the way the things are going with the league, he'd be in consideration with um, – with the top linebackers. So it would probably honestly probably be a toss up between Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons through my one Oh one is going to be. So I think it's just one of those, depending on your need in your dynasty league, yeah. uh, your scoring. I think those are your one, a one B. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those. Me, I'm probably going after the linebacker just cause I value tackles and I'm a tackle guy and I'll, I'll, I'll trust that I can find somebody a little bit later. Obviously you're not going to find elite talent like Chase Young, but there's still some guys that, you know, can, can help you out if, uh, if you need some DL depth, but those are the, those are one A and one B. Well, let's just admit it, Mike, you are Mr. Green dot. And yeah. so I am guys that wear the dot <laughs> have your heart and they have your draft pick capital, no doubt. Hey, so while, but, while that's on my mind, um, Adam brought up Devin Bush, 
last yep. podcast. Yeah. And the question of whether he was actually the green dot for a while last year. Mm-hmm. Um, what's kind of your, you know, do you remember him having the dot at one point? He had it for a bit and then Mark Barron pretty much had it for the, for most of the season. So what's your take on him right now? Cause I know we kind of looked at his snaps towards the end of the year and his snaps definitely tailed off decreased. Yeah. Why do you think that was? Um, I, that's a, a great question. I mean, their, their defense played well. Um, I, it might've just been one of those, Hey, we don't want him hitting the rookie wall, maybe too hard, maybe limiting his snaps. Um, I put out some feelers and buy low. I mean, technically, I mean, is he a buy low? I mean, send out some feelers. I think you could probably buy him possibly. Um, He's someone I'd be targeting um, as his probably second linebacker. Cause I think he's, I think the second year he's probably going to get, um, ramped up in terms of his, his production. And I think he's definitely going to get ramped up and is with the snap count. Cause I think they're going to need him. So I guess second question, Devin Bush or Devin white today in IDP. Probably Devin white. Devin white. Okay. Probably Devin white. I go, just, Josh. I traded a bundle of picks uh, for Devin white in our main league. I think it was uh, a couple mid seconds, um, like the two Oh eight, the two eleven, and a 2021 first. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because uh, we talked about it on another episode, but, um, the guy, the owner put Devin white out on the block and I mm-hmm. saw it right away. And I was like, I'm going to blow this dude socks off so that he doesn't look at any other offers. Oh so yeah. I just, I went all in and uh, <laughs> got the deal done. So I'm the Devin white owner now in that league and, and really excited for, you know, his year two potential. Yeah. I think, I think the two Devins should have a a, a Devin white. I think it seems like his role, I guess you could say is a little bit more solidified. I mean, Bush, you can assume that he's probably going to get a ramp up with, with snaps and, and, you know, and and usage, but um, I still think that he'll, I think he has to be used. I mean, look what they spent for him. So of course they're going to use him. That's right. All right, Bobo, here's this next guy here. Defensive lineman out of Auburn. Yeah, absolutely. Derek Brown. So you know, these next two guys seem to be a little bit similar to me and Javon Kinlaw and Derek Brown. Uh, you know, kind of just want to get your take on both of them. I've actually seen Kinlaw kind of linked to your Browns a little bit, um, which I think, you know, to kind of fill in that, uh, you know, rushing type uh, role there for uh, for your Browns, that might be a little bit helpful. You know, they need a little bit of help there on the defensive line. So uh, what type of research have you done on Brown? Have you done on Kinlaw? Who do you like more? Um, I've done some research, but uh, probably not near as much as you have. Kinlaw just slightly had a problem, but they're both beasts interior wise. I don't honestly, I don't see. I mean, I think both of those guys are first round, or definitely top ten guys. I don't see either one of them honestly probably getting to Cleveland. I think Cleveland will also take the offensive lineman because I definitely think they need to build around Baker. And with them losing, I think Greg Robinson to. 157 pounds of marijuana and yeah. just a horrible, horrible tackle play. Yeah, um, they're probably going to, they're probably going to take one of the, they're going to take one of the tackles probably at that 10 spot. Um, I still, they could take Isaiah Simmons if he falls to 10 mm-hmm. um, to kind of shore up some of that linebacker group. Cause they did lose Schobert. They just lost Kirksey today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a new, and you know, I see everybody on Twitter. That's Sion Taki Taki and Mac Wilson. Yeah, this is a whole new def- this is a whole new regime again. Yeah, this they're going to review everybody. I don't think anybody's safe, and I think if Isaiah Simmons is there, I mean that's certainly a possibility, and then that'll put put a monkey wrench in those linebacker plans. But I still think it's going to be an offensive tackle. 
Um, but yeah, Derek Brown is going to be a big time run stuffer. Uh, he's going to be definitely a, a gap stuffer. Um, as is Javon Kinlaw, both of those guys though, they, they definitely jump off. Um, they definitely have that. Wow. They definitely have that wow factor. Um, their production is easily going to transfer to the next level for sure. Mike, do you like those two guys as prospects better than say Ed Oliver from last year? How does, how does they, how do they compare to Ed? Very similar. They're both just, you know, they both have good hands. They both use their, their size. Um, they can play between any gap. They can play the gaps. Um, uh, you know, if, if you're not an Ed Oliver, I think these two can just be as good as Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. You mentioned Isaiah Simmons. So yeah. let's uh, jump down and talk about the Clemson linebacker obviously was the talk of the combine ran like a blistering like sub four four forty, didn't he? Four three nine. Four three nine. I think he also did he hit a four three seven? Did he really? Maybe on the I thought he hit a four three seven, wow. but the second rush he did. That's crazy. So the, obviously got the second you know, one. Yeah, that Simmons is an athletic freak. Bobby, what are some notes that you have here on the Clemson product? Yeah, I mean kind of the same thing as we talked about with Young. I think the talent is undeniable. We talked a little bit on the last podcast. I kind of shared my concerns about if Simmons goes to the wrong setup, goes to the wrong coach who doesn't really know how to use his versatility, I guess maybe for IDP's um, you know, scoring system, it could be maybe a detriment. You know, uh, I'm a little bit worried that you've got a Jamal Adams, Derwin James, maybe even Darius Leonard type player, but yet that defensive coordinator is not going to know how to use him. So, I think Simmons is awesome, but I also want to see him put in the right system if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, where do you like where do you like a landing spot for him, Mike? And what position would you like to see him play? Cuz we've heard safety, we've heard linebacker. Where do you want him to go and to what team and yeah, what position? Selfishly in our league, uh Reality Sports Online, you get the one designation. So a, a bunch yeah. of our dudes want to see him as a safety playing linebacker mm-hmm. because that's kind of the cheat code. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, um, I mean, I could see him going, I think my ideal landing spot, even though I see a lot of people mocking, uh, Kinlaw to Jacksonville, I would really like to see Isaiah Simmons in Jacksonville, um, as a weak side linebacker, especially with Telvin Smith, who knows, I think he is still retired. He's, mm-hmm. I haven't heard hiding or hair of what he's going to do this year. So I think Isaiah Sims can be that replacement for him at the weak side. I think he's got a good size for it, but he's like a Swiss army knife. He can play slot corner. He can play on the defensive line. He can play in the box. He can play deep. He can play mm-hmm. everywhere. But I think for, for IDP, IDP purposes, I think I'd really like to see him next to, uh, um, I'd actually like to see him better, you know, maybe even replace, but miles Jack, but mm-hmm. that's definitely where I'd like to see him as, as a, as a weak side linebacker there in Jacksonville. Now, what if you put him beside of Shaq Thompson in Carolina? What would that look like? That would uh, that wouldn't be too bad either, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Especially since they lost Keekley, which uh, I'm I'm still mourning. Um, oh, my favorite my favorite player, uh, my favorite non Brown non Browns player. I remember that. Yeah, now. I think we talked about yeah. that. Yeah, because it was uh, just a gut punch to IDP fans everywhere. Because I mean, he had been you know, a top five guy just in the whole IDP landscape for the entirety of his career. So yep. very shocking and very sad to see Keekly go. Now, yep. let's talk about the next linebacker prospect here, a guy that was actually matched up against um, 
Simmons's uh, Clemson team in the national championship game. Let's jump down to Patrick Queen here, mm-hmm. Bobo. Yes. Let's talk about him. So Patrick Queen, you know, obviously against Clemson in the NCAA championship game, he had a really, really good combine. Um, a lot of people had really high praise from him coming out of that. Um, you know, I think some of these guys, and I think Queen would kind of fit the bill a little bit here. I think Queen is a talented player, but I do also think that he his hype has probably blown up a little bit post uh, championship and combine. I definitely think he's seen you know a little bit of money come his way just because of those two things. So, are you seeing the same thing? I mean, do you think Queen is going to be able to translate his game to the NFL, or is it just something that he's getting a little bit too much of combine hype right now? No, I think his game should uh, should translate. I think he's almost like, in, well, I mean, in terms of, of age and everything and the way he's shaping up, he's uh, like another Tremaine Edmonds. Because uh, I, I don't think he's going to be 21 until the season. I, th- he's st- I mean, he's just 20 years old. And for him to have that type of production at just 20 and be ready for the league, I think he's... Uh, I think he's going to be an immediate... Fi- I think he could be, a, uh, you know, an immediate plug and play. But like Simmons, I think he's another one of those, and I think I'm seeing, you know, I've seen quite a bit of this, is another safety linebacker hybrid. And that's kind of where, you know, he's kind of looks like a safety, but um, definitely playing that linebacker position. So needs to add some muscle because he's going to play linebacker to kind of get through those blockers and make those plays. But I still think um, his production, he's a smooth player. Again, kind of reminds me of that Telvin Smith again, just like Smith. So um, kind of one of the the comps I have on him. Um, just needs to make some plays on the ball, but I think that will come. But um, he's going to be able to make some plays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, the more tape I've watched on Queen, I think he's a really intelligent player, and I think he's very lanky. He does seem to be the type that can do, do it all, kind of like Simmons. Let's talk about somebody a little bit different here in Kenneth Murray. And I'll be honest, the more I've researched Kenneth more Kenneth Murray and the more that I've actually, you know, run some tape on him, I may be just as high on Murray as I am on Simmons. I wow. Think Murray's past That's high praise. He seems to be a guy who you're gonna be able to plug into the middle of a defense. And not only mm-hmm. is he gonna be a great green dot, but I also think he's gonna be a great leader for that clubhouse. He seems to have a good head on his shoulders. He's talented, he's good against the run. I don't know if maybe I'm just getting too much of this like combine kind of I'm getting giddy over it, I guess. <laughs> um, man, Murray, I think my, my comp here is that last year in our rookie draft, I look back today and I believe Nick Bosa went at the 109. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen actually went in the second. It was like the 203 or the 204. So my comp right now for Murray is kind of the poor man's Isaiah Simmons. I think Simmons is, is going to be drafted probably a little bit higher than he technically needs to be, especially mm-hmm. given this rookie class that's coming out. But I think that people are going to be very happy with Murray. I think he's going to be a steal. Absolutely. And yep. I think, like, yep. technically speaking, if Murray falls to the Browns at 11 or 10, wherever you all are, um, man, I would be absolutely fine with drafting Murray, even if I didn't get an Isaiah Simmons there. Do you think he's a first round talent, Mike? Yes. I, I, I would not. I think um, uh, we were, I think Tom uh, over at DLF Kings King Kislingberry. Yeah, yeah. He did a he did a, a kind of a, a a general mock, and he had Murray going to Baltimore, and that's kind of where I see him going. He would oh, he said, he would be a great fit for Baltimore, and it pains me to say, as as a Browns fan and a North guy, I think he would fit in 
perfectly with that defense. And I think he would step right in as a three down backer because they've got nobody at uh, oh. linebacker. So um, really good and really good in coverage. Um, I think he's got really good instincts in both the run and the in, in pass uh, in coverage. So I think he, I think he's a first round talent. If he lands in Baltimore, I think uh, that would just be a great fit. That's a great point, Mike, because I think there's something to be said here. All the mocks that I've seen again, they're mocks, but mm. you know, a lot of these experts know what these Colts need or what the you know Ravens need. A lot of these landing spots for these linebackers are pretty awesome. You know, you've seen Simmons to as high as you know Detroit. Mm-hmm. As low as the Browns, Jacksonville. Um, Simmons isn't getting outside the top ten. Carolina, no, no. I think uh, you're going to see Murray probably go. Yeah. Like, is he going in the top fifteen? You think, Mike, or is he going top? He'll be a first rounder. I've seen Murray maybe linked to the Raiders. Okay, the Raiders well. have two picks. I think they pick right in front of us. Okay, uh, the Colts. I think we have the thirteenth or fourteenth pick. So. Um, I don't know. Do you see, where do you see him going, Mike? Is he like a 15 to 20 guy? Yeah, it, uh, probably. I mean, if he does slip, like I said, I think the Ravens would be happy to to take him. But if he's in that mid 15 top 20, yeah, I think he'd be a good spot. I would be happy with him at the Raiders. Cause I mean, they just got, they just released. Yeah. So there there's, there's definitely opening. I mean, they've got Nicholas Morrow and Markel Lee, they have, again, kind of like Baltimore, they really don't have anybody that can really play the position well, and he'd be an elite talent that I could that could definitely fit right in. What I heard you say, Mike, was that the Raiders actually have no linebackers on their roster and uh, desperately. I'm trying to I'm trying to to help a little bit. I mean, (laughs) yeah, they've got they've got warm bodies, but they desperately one of those teams that just has got to upgrade. Uh, the the linebacking position there, so that would be. I, mean, I guess technically they also still have Vontas Perfect. I think he's okay. is he still suspended? I don't know, but who knows? Uh, I just assume at this point it's like Josh the the defensive equipment. Yeah. Josh oh, I was just about to say for different reasons, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Assume until proven otherwise that these guys are suspended. Yep. So so while we're talking about man crushes, let's go ahead and get to uh, Mike's man crush here with uh, your man crush is Vontez uh, Perfect. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, right so let's get to uh, someone that Mike alluded to uh, before we started the pod. Um, Troy Dye, the linebacker out of Oregon. Now I know a lot of guys are high on him. Mm-hmm. I saw today a round three projection, I believe, for him. So you know, what do you like about Troy Dye right now? Where do you possibly see him landing? Uh, give me your thoughts on him. Probably a second round pick, um, but he got, I mean, he played over eight, he played what almost 800 snaps into each of his three seasons at Oregon um, Can run, can play the run mm-hmm. really good in coverage. Um, I think he had, you know, he's, he's got some length. He's smooth, plays really well. I think he moves well. Um, I think again, little slight, but I think he's another one of those safety linebacker hybrids. Um, but I really like what I see out of, out of Troy die. It's just that landing spot. And if the, if defensive coordinators are going to know what to use with him uh, or do with him, I think he's, he can, I think he's, I think his strength is that he can hang with tight ends and what's a few of those big, big, big name tight ends. I think that's going to, going to help. So, but we'll see. Um, with Ray Lance and how he's used. Second round? Probably second round, maybe early third. 
And that's kind of becoming the new ask of these linebackers, you know, to keep up with these George Kittles and Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey's and, you know, these lankier, uh, rangy type tight ends. Um, a lot of these guys, it seems like now, I don't know. I haven't looked at Murray as much in coverage. Um, but I think these other three guys would probably, you know, suffice and, and, you know, follow a Kittle around the field pretty easily. Yeah, I think with their with their speed, their length, um, yeah, I, th- I think they'll be. The, I mean, these guys, are, those three guys, I think are athletes. They'll be able to hang. I got you. So let's jump in here to the DBs. The DBs, if I love you don't it. Mind one of my favorite guys. I haven't done a whole lot of uh, prep, especially on the DBs from this rookie class, but I love this first guy here. The response he gave to the reporter at the combine, I was like, all right, I'm a fan of this guy. I'm in on this guy. So who's the first one? that we are talking about here, Bobo. So, Mr. Jeff Okuda, cut the tape back on again. Ah, love it. That is just like, that is a guy who is, who is, there's a difference between confident and cocky, and that is like a shining example of like confidence, and I absolutely love this guy. Now, before we talk about him a little bit, I want to get to a tweet that you actually sent out today, Mike. All right. So, your tweet, FFIDP, I used... To uh, I used to buy into the notion that elite cornerbacks don't get thrown at. They do. They mm-hmm. do for good receivers. So mm-hmm. you reference today, Stephon Gilmore, 96 mm-hmm. six interceptions, 49% reception rate. Jair yep. Alexander, who I love, he's one of my favorite players. Uh, 98 targets, four interceptions, 56.1 reception rate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Travis White, White as well. So Okuda is, you know, seems to be, if he's going to go to the, you know, Lions at three, he's going to be one of these, you know, Revis Island type cornerbacks. Explain to us, you know, why should we value a guy like should, this in IDP? Should we take him in the first five rounds of our rookie draft? You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with it, especially if you're if you're in a league that requires CBs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these guys, especially, I mean, you know, sometimes rookie production, um, you know, they may get picked on a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but these guys, they're tasked to cover. DeAndre Hopkins, they're tasked to cover Michael Thomas when they're up. And so as long as Michael Thomas or those guys, if he's shadowing or fair on their side of the field, they're going to throw at him. So, I mean, they could easily see five or six targets a game. Um, That gives them a chance for defense, you know, pass defended passes, tackles, interceptions. So, um, yeah, I, you know, used to stay away from those guys, but not really anymore. They're going to get thrown at. They're covering really good receivers. And and who, who, what quarterback is not going to want to throw the ball to to Michael Thomas? I mean, you have confidence that he's going to catch the ball and they're, so they're going to get thrown at. Yeah. Yeah. Especially rookie corners. I think there is value there because as good as these guys are in college, as good of prospects as they might be, Mm -hmm. they're still rookies. They're still learning how to play at the NFL level. And nope. especially these savvy veteran receivers know they know all the tricks of the trade. They know how to abuse these rookie cornerbacks in mm-hmm. situations. And so I do want uh, a guy like Okuda, especially if he ends up in a high draft capital mm-hmm. landing mm-hmm. spot, which it seems like he's a lock to go top 10. So yep. I agree, Mike. I think there is value. I think you'll see a guy like Okuda, like in our five round rookie mock for our main league. I think you'll mm-hmm. see him go probably even before the end of the fifth round, I could see him being like a third or fourth round pick, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Especially. Yeah. Like I said, if you're in a bit of, in a CB required league, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's going to get on the field immediately. So one, he's going to get the snaps 
Two, he's going to, and he's going to get targeted, not only because he's probably covering good receivers, but also two, three, he's going to, he's going to be a rookie. So he's going to get tested. And I don't care how good you are as, as uh, in college, there's, there's some growing pains and still the, the receivers still have a, the advantage on the corner because the receivers know where they're going. But, you know, I think Okuda, he's going to be able to close. Um, uh, he's got good feet and I think he just, he knows where the ball is going to go. I think one of the things that was surprising because I'm thinking about, okay, rookie cornerbacks, like what's the opportunity going to be? One of the Mm -hmm. most surprising things from doing the consistency charts for our website, where I looked at the playing time for each of the top 50 DBs, D line and the top 100 linebackers. DB, I was looking at the Colts, the player with the highest snap percentage was the rookie, Rocky Seen. And so you talk about, uh, opportunity for these rookie cornerbacks DBs on average play higher snap percentage than either linebacker or defensive line. So Mm -hmm. I think he's going to have the opportunity along with the draft capital. So go get Jeff Akuda in your rookie drafts for sure. And the word Adam, I love that. Do Do you see him landing in Detroit? Is that where you kind of see him ending up? Where do you guys see him ending up? Wow. Um, didn't we talk last sode about Darius Slay maybe moving? Yeah, Darius Slay could be on the move. Yeah, especially if they get rid of Slay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that those two moves in conjunction would make a lot of sense. But, man, I will say I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins do go uh, Chase Young at two, mm-hmm. that you see a team trade into that three spot to get to a. So yeah. if the Lions are there, yes, I think they take Okuda. But oh, I could see them trading out too. I would love to see Washington pass on Young and let Young go to Detroit. I think that would be so much fun. Going back to what you talked about too, Mike, you think about Okuda going to Detroit. He's going to be facing Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, yep. Stefan Diggs. Stephon Diggs, possibly. Uh Allen Robinson, some. Yep. So you've got some, yep. you know, you've got a need there. You know, you could definitely see a need for Okuda. Um, we've, we've talked about that a little bit on the last episode too, that you really hate to see these awesome, you know, Stefan Gilmore, Jair Alexander, um, even Darius Slade, Tredavious White, these upper tier, you know, Revis Island type cornerbacks, not really, you know, uh, Xavier Hallard carry much weight, you know, I wish mm-hmm. that there was almost a designation. We talked about this about, um, yards allowed. Yep would be such a cool way to value these cornerbacks more mm-hmm. in IDP leagues. I said it could almost be like your team defense in like a standard fantasy league where you start mm-hmm. with a bank of points even, and then it starts to subtract as the cornerback allows yardage. Or you could figure mm. out, like that feels very doable just to make cornerbacks, because like in our league, we have very we have a great scoring system, mm-hmm. but cornerbacks, I mean, we always joke on the pod, like just stream them week to week. That's, yeah. Because honestly, they're just not dependable IDP producers. But if you had some kind of scoring setup like that, where the cornerback in the NFL had a great game because he didn't allow a single, you know, reception to the guy mm-hmm. he was covering, unless you have some kind of scoring system like that, that's a turd of a day for your IDP lineup. Oh yeah. Does do any of the platforms handle that? Can they? Not that I know of. Yeah. That was just something that we came up with. As like, that's interesting. Yeah, it could be a, a scoring feature in the in the future. You know, you have like tight end premium leagues. This could be a you know a cornerback premium league where you know you get 
you bump those guys up because it's weird. Cornerbacks, maybe along with edge rushers, are probably in the NFL draft those most high valuable defensive positions, right? Yeah, yeah. Most often see cornerbacks and edge rushers going in Mm -hmm. the top 10. And yet for IDP purposes, they're almost worthless. So very boomer bust. Yes, exactly. So I would love to see in the future if we could collectively uh, leagues and scoring platforms figure out a way to make those guys more valuable. So very, so it seems like very similar because I think a lot of platforms now are starting to, to incorporate or allow you to choose quarterback hits. Hmm. Are there so for edge rushers? So if you don't, so if you have someone, you know, like you know Von Miller, if you have one of those guys, mm-hmm. got you know your your edge rusher maybe gets a tackle, no sacks, but five quarterback hits. You know that's still yes a, a good day. You know something along those lines too. Absolutely, yeah. If you have QB hits in your league, you should turn that feature on. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that should be a shout out. RSO. Yeah. You get that. Cause then we, we voted on that in our main league all, in the off season. And everybody was like, yeah, that sounds great. Oh wait, they actually don't track. They don't, yeah, they don't so. offer that scoring. Yeah. feature. Yet. <laughs> so we weren't able to actually implement but that. But you think about quarterback hits being, you know, it's an influencing play. You've got an edge rusher yep. tackle who's getting there and influencing what happens. They should, right. they should get some credit for that. I agree with you hundred percent. Let's jump to these last two real quick. Um, Mike, Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama, and then Grant Del Pitt, safety out of LSU. Um, you know, are these guys being overlooked a little bit, not necessarily in the NFL draft, but maybe an IDP due to, you know, these big name edge rushers and linebackers that we have this year? How do you value a McKinney and a Del Pitt this year going into 2020? Well, I think McKinney and, and Delpit have a chance, I think, to be those um those box safeties, but safeties are are kind, you know, they're kind of being used all over the place. So it wasn't like there was a Landon Collins and it's like, all right, he's definitely going to be used in the box. Or you had, you know, a guy like that, who I think that's kind of who Xavier McKinney kind of reminds you to remind me a little bit smaller, but uh-huh. I think he can be one of those in the box um, type safeties, but he can also play the deep. He can also play that center field. So mm-hmm. safety is really starting to, you know, be, you know, you can't depend on those hot, you know, it's almost like you can't, okay, he's probably gonna be a strong safety, but he might spend half of his snaps up in the box. could spend another half in center field or in coverage, or maybe as a, as a slot guy. So um, I like Xavier McKinney. I think I have him as my number two uh, DB because I do think he's going to, I think he could um, end up being one of those in the box guys that could play 70 to 80% of the snaps in, you know, in the box up near the line of scrimmage wow. or maybe be a Buddha Baker type where he can play the slot as well. So I think wow. his, I think his upside, I think is there. And, you know, I liked how he played again at Alabama. I think the, those safeties, I think they translate well. And I think his production translates well. Man, that's high praise there. I think Adam just fell out of bed if he's uh, if when he's listening to this because Buddha is his baby. Yeah. So to hear anybody compared to Buddha, he's going to be very excited. Well, now that I figured now now that I say Buddha Baker, I think I realized why it was it, it went so long because I think I may have 
slightly bad mouthed him a little bit on that first. Huh. On <laughs> yes. that not too long ago, I think I might have said something bad. So I think I, I got right. on the list. So yeah, you got you. We had to be this helps. You, we had to put you in the corner and yeah. then uh, bring you back. You know, once the season was over. So give me your take real <laughs> quick on Del Pitt before we move on. Are you as high on him as you are, McKinney? Yeah, I think I, I do like Delphin. I think I have him a little bit. I think I have him just slightly higher than McKinney. And I think I have him in the same kind of that same um, kind of like that Derwin James type. I think he's going to play in the box. Um, I really can like him. Um, I, I'm the, I guess my only concern is is the tackles from LSU. So I'm not as many. So I'm kind of hoping that does translate. And, you know, he had a lot of misses. So I'm kind of hoping he corrects that. And I do hope that he plays a little bit more in the box. So I think I have him as kind of my number one, but as much as I like the safeties, um, those two, I'm pretty, even if I miss out on them, I'm probably not crying over it. Sure. Huh? This is interesting here. So this mock that I have pulled up on here, basically just so that we can see what teams have uh, draft picks. They have Dill Pitt going to the Raiders, and the Raiders currently have Jonathan yeah. Abram, mm-hmm. Harris, Carl Joseph. Yeah, I don't know that they quite need a safety yet. Yeah, uh, seems like overall. maybe they have some other thought, needs. Is Carl? I thought Carl Joseph was a free agent. We we talked a little bit about this. They're they've been going back and forth on whether they're going to pick up. I think he has some kind of option. Uh, with the team, and originally they were going to let him walk. The latest articles I saw, it looked like the tide had turned, and maybe they mm-hmm. were going to bring him back. So I think his status with the team is a little up in the air right now. Yeah, because I know a lot of I know I was listening to some radio today, and they were talking Carl Joseph to, to possibly Cleveland because we need all the safety help. But hmm, um, be fine. But we'll and I could trade him to the Cleveland fan in our league. Oh yeah, uh, so, <laughs> tee that um, one up. Yeah, so that was some good draft talk, Mike. You know, obviously, Bobby, you got I, more thing you want to say? I also do. I tweeted out. Um, so go on to uh, Twitter, Mike, on my on my uh, what is it? IDP Bob. Sorry, I forget this. You forget your own handle. You forget your own Twitter handle. That's that's, <laughs> that's <Cardinal laughs> so, so that fourth DB there, Ashton Davis. Um, I know we're not going to talk about him, but. Peep the video that I tweeted today. He uh, is extremely fast and uh, is a very hard hitter. Reminds me a lot of a Harrison Smith. Um, I'll be excited to see where he goes. You know, Pac-12, I don't watch a ton of, but he could be a fun little safety to kind of keep an eye on later in IDP draft. So, Yeah, there, and there's a guy real quick that's, that definitely caught my attention, um, Kyle Duggar. Okay. Yes. The, yep. I think a Division two. So, But when I see him, when I see comps to Keanu Neal, Mm. That gets my attention. Wow. Yep. That yep. gets we're my doing, attention. We're doing the uh the draft magazine with IDP guys, and that was one of the dudes I remember uh from like Lemoyne or some kind of like yeah. Lenoir, like some really small school, I think. Um, but yeah. Any anybody else, Mike? We we had a list here. Bobby put this list together. Anybody else we didn't talk about that as you're starting to prep has uh has popped as you've you know gotten ready for the draft? No, I think we covered all the guys that I think um, that I've done some looking through. So no one else really right now. So awesome. All right. Well, let's jump to free agency. This was the rookies was Bobby's segment. Mr. 13 uh, rookie picks over here. And uh, (laughs) The free agency side. This is this is the part I really enjoy. We're going to be talking, Mike, about some of the bigger names for IDP. 
And for the purposes of this discussion, let's not worry about who has been rumored to be franchise tag, mm-hmm. all that. Let's just assume that everyone's on the table and all sure. the options are out there. So what we're going to do is talk through some of the IDP relevant guys. We've got about a dozen players here. And what I want to talk about is ideal landing spot. And how do you feel about these guys uh, and their IDP outlook for next season? So we're going to start at the top with the group that I'm calling the big fish. And we've got four players here that I consider to be not only for the NFL, but really for IDP purposes, some of the bigger names that are on the board that could be switching teams. Oh, shoot. What's that? Nothing. Did you think did you think you got disconnected? No, some um, a pop up appeared and I didn't know if it was going to come through or not. So, Mike, you got to get off those websites, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's quarter to ten and. It's quarter to ten, and you know I, I can't be, be held accountable for uh, for my actions at this That's time. Right, we're getting a little, we're getting into like uh, IDP after hour here. Um, <laughs> so let's start at the top, Mike Jadevian Clowney. Probably going to make like you know a five year, hundred twenty five million dollar deal or something. So probably the the biggest name on the board. Mm-hmm. Where do you see him going? Bobby and I have our picks, but I, I'll let I'll cue you up first. Where do you see Clowney landing and how do you like his outlook with that team? I think he stays with Seattle just because they need the, they need the rushing help. So I see him staying with Seattle. I think a sleeper pick, even though there's not a whole lot of cap space, I think he could also fit with Baltimore, but I think staying with Seattle, I think would probably be his best bet. And just what's insane is the money that he's going to command is that he has never had a double-digit sack season, yet he's going to be commanding $20 million a year. The smart man, that Mike Waller. That's right. That's why we have him on the pod. Uh, that's one thing that I heard discussed today, too, that was pretty funny was the team that I see him landing with, there's been some rumors out there, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. He's, this seems like a Gettleman-type pick, and a recurring theme with my choices are teams that did not have a top 50 or top 100 player uh, at this position. So the mm-hmm. Giants did not, and at least in our scoring system, yeah. not have a top 50 defensive lineman last year. So not a really talent-rich position group for the Giants. No. But the, the joke that I heard was that you're going to – potentially pay Leonard Williams all this money, keep him in the building, bring Clowney in, and you're going to be paying like $45 million combined to these two guys for about four and a half sacks. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a big yeah. yeah, I mean, Clowney got, definitely generated the pressure. That's that's for sure. But, I mean, I mean, you look at his sack numbers, I think, I think his career high is nine and a half. Wow. Yeah, he's just uh, I think he only finished that... I, I think he only finished with maybe 3 or 4 this year, so I, I mean, he can get the pressure um and and you certainly like to see that, but I mean, when you're thinking 5 years, when you're thinking what would you say 120, when you're thinking 50, 60 million guaranteed. Yep. Don't you want to give that to I mean, that's like I'd give that to like Chandler Jones before I give that to Jadavian Clowney. Mm, yeah, it's just a product of he's the bell of the ball. Yep. In terms of defensive players, there is yep. gobs and gobs of cap space available. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to spend it on somebody, so it's just one of those things like our free agent auction in our main league. 
guys are getting way, way overpaid, but it's just yep. because they're the best guys available and teams yep. have money, so they got to spend it. Yep. Uh, Bobby, where do you see Mr. Clowney landing? I kind of agreed with you there, Josh. I think this is a Giants move. You know, you've got a guy here who is just living off of one play in college. Pretty much. Yeah. And that number yeah. one overall pick. If he yep. was a third rounder, I don't know that he makes – you know, more than eight million a year, mm-hmm. but because he was the number one overall pick, that draft capital has kept him relevant. Was he a Spurrier guy? Uh, yeah, I think he was the Spurrier guy in South Carolina. I'm pretty sure that's that's who it was. Seems just like a dumb move for the Giants. I don't. Uh, you know, fast forward a year from now, Clowney's only played six games and they're yep. still looking for a DM. Yep, he's, his back's hurt. He had like one good game where he had like three sacks, and everyone's like, "This is the year." He's going to put it together finally, <laughs> and it's just never going to happen with Clowney. But he will get paid like an absolute superstar. Yep. Let's let's talk about a guy who broke out big time this season in Shaq Barrett. I like Shaq staying with the Bucks. Um, he broke out with that team. I'd like to see him stay there and get rewarded. What say you, Mike? Where do you see Mr. Barrett ending up? Yeah, I, I think he's going to stay with the Bucks. Uh, what's hysterical is that he pretty much – Half of his career production came last year. Yep. Over half I mean, of his career production came from last year. So, it, it I mean, he entered his age yeah. twenty. <laughs> he entered his age twenty-seven season. Uh, I'm sure all of us uh, last year had uh, Barrett with nineteen and a half sacks, right? I'm sure if you go, yeah, well, you, you, you have Shaq that, right? Barrett's family. Uh, I, I don't even think Shaq Barrett's family had him with nineteen and a half sacks. They're like maybe fifteen. <laughs> Honey, maybe you can get to 15. He's like, Mom, no, I'm going to have 19 and a half. She's like, that's good, dear. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, huge pressure rate. Uh, I think he got up over 15%. Um, and I think, uh, I think I'm think i hoping Tampa Bay rewards him. Um, but again, I think, hate to say it, I think he, he would fit in with Baltimore. And I think he would also fit in uh, with Indianapolis. And what I'd like to see if, if he did go to Indianapolis, um, getting that defensive end designation, that would be nice. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he, I think he sticks with Tampa Bay. Do you think he's legit for IDP purposes? Is he a buy sell? What are you doing with him right now? Oh God. I think, uh, I'm probably selling. I'm probably going to so sell too, high. Yeah. I'm going to sell high on the 19 try, and a half sacks. Try to cash out. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Bobby, I think uh, Mike nailed your landing spot mm-hmm. there. Yeah, this does feel like a Colts move to me. Why does it feel like a Colts move to you? I don't know. We have lots of money. Kind of a vet feel, a lot of money. You know, they kind of a, have a need there. I just think Shaq Barrett would fit fit that defensive scheme there, Will. So you fast forward, you know, week five. Are you happy with Barrett as a Colt if that were to happen? Oh, absolutely. I hope we go out and just spend just loads of money this offseason in free agency because I would like to see us – you know, in the first round or the second round. I don't think Jordan Love makes it out of the first round, but that's the guy I would love to see us take. If you want to bring in a Phil Rivers, okay, whatever, that's fine. But uh, I would like to see us get a young quarterback that maybe if we went with a Love could go the Mahomes route and sit on the bench the first year and then take the reins in year two. And so I want to see us go build the team around the quarterback so that Whenever it's wheels up at that position, we've got the team that can compete while the quarterback is on that rookie deal before we have to shell out, you know, 40 million a year or whatever the the going rate will be for quarterbacks at that point. So, yes, I would be very happy. 
So let's move on now. This is the guy, though, that I would really love to see on the Colts. I don't know that it happens, but, man, it would be a lot of fun. Yannick Ngakwe. Mike, let's start with you. Where do you see Yannick going? Um, let's. I would actually really like him in Cleveland, uh, playing opposite Miles Garrett. That would be fun for me. Um, I, I don't know what's happening with Olivier Vernon. I think he's he's his status is up in the air because they're either going to probably ask him to take a, a pay cut or they may just outright cut him because I don't think there'll be a cap hit. So I would love, love, love to see Ngakaway opposite uh, Miles Garrett. I mean, you talk about essentially a pure pass rusher. Um, I mean, elite pass rush rate or elite win rate, and that's that's just what he does. He is a C quarterback, go get quarterback. So I would love to see him in Cleveland. I think if Seattle lets, uh, if Seattle can't keep Jadavian Clowney, I think that would be a really good um, spot for him. Um, I think. Possibly Washington, although I, I mean, with all the the riches they have on the defensive end, their defensive line, you know, possibly they may not really need him. But boy, could you imagine Ngakwe and Chase Young next to each other? Um, but I think the idea that yeah, that it would be. I mean, that would be just might be just as good as Ngakwe and Miles Garrett. But I think I think Seattle probably would probably be the best use of of his um, of his skill set. Yeah, it's funny that you say Cleveland and I'm like, oh, please come to Indianapolis. I think this is one of those guys you just want on your team Mm -hmm. because he's young and he's talented. I actually see him uh, going to the Ravens. You know, they let a lot of talent walk out the door last season and it showed uh, along the defensive line there. They didn't have a top 50 defensive lineman in our league. They're kind of tight on cap. They only have about yeah. 31 million. They don't have much. Yeah. But they can make a deal work. And in my opinion, it is their biggest need. So I could see the Ravens being a good fit here. I like mm-hmm. Bobby, what about you? Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little like Mike. I would like to see him under the bright lights. I'd like to see him under Jerry's bright lights. Ooh, Jerry World. I think that would be fun. You know, you've got some older D linemen there in Michael Bennett, which he might even be a UFA right now. I don't Maybe. know if they just had him for a year. Um, you know, Robert Quinn's getting a little bit older. Him and yeah. Marcus Lawrence would kind of be fun there in Dallas. Um, I'm sure Dallas probably has the money. I don't really know what their cap situation depends looks like on right when they paid. You know, if they paid Dak and Amari, true. what their cap situation. They've got some room, but it could be tight with those two guys getting paid. It would just be nice to be able to watch Yannick on TV actually play in like a you know mm-hmm. a bigger system where you could actually watch him. On Sunday night <laughs> it was football. funny. I was watching. There was they they showed a preview of the Chiefs highlight video from the season you know, from where they won the Super Bowl and they showed a game against Jacksonville. And I was like, is this an XFL game? Like the fans <laughs> were legitimately like, I don't know, 30 to 40% full. And so Yannick deserves better than playing in this like half, half empty chlorine tank. That is Jacksonville. Let's get him. I love that Bobby. Let's get him to Dallas under the bright lights with a star on his helmet. So let's get this take real quick from you too, Mike. So Yannick leaves, goes to the Browns, the Ravens, Dallas, wherever. I don't think he's staying. I think he's going to leave. Give us your take on Calais Campbell, Josh Allen, kind of the afterthoughts that are there once Yannick's gone. Oh, I mean, Josh Allen already has proved that he's 
a football player. I mean, he, he was, if it weren't for Nick Bosa, I mean, he was the, I think he was the defensive rookie of the year. Um, so I think outside of um, even if Ngakwe leaves, I think they're, they're fine. I think Allen will, will fit right in. Um, and yeah, Kalis getting a little up there, but I still think he's, he still has a, another year or two. So um, those two, I think can, can kind of do some of the most of the heavy lifting. I love how Calais has said he's going to take some take some snaps off this year, and then they're going to get rid of Yon. Yeah, like all right, Calais. <laughs> Sorry, about there, buddy. Yeah, that was a it joke. Was, it was like when JJ Watt came back, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of going to be on a pitch count." And then, like fourth quarter, like JJ, get in there and play every just, single snap, bud. We need you. Yeah. So, all right, the last of the big fish here, Mike. We're looking at Justin Simmons. Safety for the Broncos. Uh, and you're going to like my pick, I think, because I'd love to see Simmons end up with the Browns. You all did not have a top 50 DB in 2019, and they have about $73.5 million in cap, in cap space. So plenty of room to offer Simmons a big deal, which they should do. Do you like Simmons potentially landing in Cleveland? There's another guy I think I'd rather have in Cleveland than Simmons. Um, uh, Simmons is really weird. Um, he, yeah, I mean, he can play his coverage is decent, but I, I think in, I, you know, I think I actually see him if Carl Joseph doesn't go back to the Raiders, I think I could see him with the Raiders. Um, I think I could also see him with Tampa. Um, Tampa's another kind of a team bereft of, uh, of any type of safety DB talent. So um, I see him with those. Um, I, I could see him there uh, either back with Denver, maybe Tampa or Oakland. Oh, good nice. use of bereft too, Mike. That was nice. From, it's from- a very underutilized word. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to, to kind of keep, you know, you know, put it in my, my vernacular, if you will. I love it. I, I ate Mexican tonight and I have a really bad breath. Oh, yes. I can attest that Bobby's bereft is very, very bad. Oh, man. So speaking of uh, Mexican, let's take a little halftime break here, Mike, and talk about the other topic that the Big Three Pod is known for, Mm. which is fast food. Obviously, we talked Taco Bell last time you were on the Mm -hmm. pod. Got Mm -hmm. your preferred order at T-Bell. Have you tried any new fast food places recently? Had any good new menu item experiences? Talk to us about what your fast food life has looked like, Mike. Oh, you know, my fast food life is, is pretty boring. Um, McDonald's chicken tenders are really good. Chicken tenders or the chicken nuggets? No, chicken tenders. Chicken tenders? I'm a a tender guy. Their, their chicken tenders are good. Um, uh, what what else? Um, yeah, what's in your normal rotation? So we have the chicken tenders from Mickey D's. You know, uh, luckily there's a there's a Chick Fil A, so you know it's 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 Problem a spicy solved. chicken it's a spicy chicken sandwich. Mm. No pickle, dip it in ranch, white for fries. I respect the ranch game. Man. Done. Do you guys have Popeyes up where you are? We do. The closest one, unfortunately, is about twenty five minutes away, so it's a little bit out of the way. Um, I've had Popeyes. I've I've not had the chicken sandwich. Okay, that's what we we're gonna ask if you try. They it. also had, I I really wish it was a little closer because I I would love to try it. But their chicken tenders are good as well. They are they are. Yeah, we just got a raisin canes. I don't know if you all have canes. 
up in your neck of the woods. They're, they're more down south. Yeah, I figured as much. We got one here in BG, and uh, it's very good. Better than Zaxby's, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, it's it opened up, funny enough, right across the street from the first Chick-fil-A that was in Bowling Green and right down the street from a Zaxby's. So if you want chicken, just drive down this street, and you've got, like, three yeah. great options within about a quarter mile of each other. That's true. So anything and, else in the normal station? Wendy's spicy nuggets are good too. Oh yes. Wendy's spicy totally nuggets agree. are good. Um, I would love to have, I'd love to see Chick-fil-A get into the spicy nugget game just to see how that would compare to, to Wendy's and their, and their spicy. I mean, that I, yeah, like you said, if, if they introduce spicy nuggets, oh, that would just be, I'm kind of surprised. They game changer. Me too. Surprised they haven't come. Well, you say spicy nuggets or spicy yeah, tenders? Spicy nuggets. Yeah. So the nuggets at Chick Fil A are freaking bomb. You know, those are the ones you go and get. You know, like a party platter. A lot of times. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, be cool if you could split that up. Half spicy, half regular. That'd be nice. Ooh, I like the range game too. There with the uh, with the spicy chicken sandwich, Mike. That's a, that's my go to as well. Well, plus my and I'll have to give um, a shout out to to my son Carter. He saw something on YouTube, and you know when we he gets the spicy chicken sandwich. Also, he said, "You know what? Let's put the spicy chicken sandwich. Let's put the the chicken into a bag, or some of the buffalo sauce into the bag. Mix it up. Oh. Get the double the, the, the double thing going. And I got to tell you." That's a game changer as well. Wow. wow. Thank you, YouTube. Just my mind. Opening mind. up new horizons. <laughs> right. Fantastic. That's yeah. Awesome. Wow. That's that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think right now. Bob, any, I can't even think, Josh. I know. We just, we just had our <laughs> brains blown out our ears here. But any, any uh, you know, I know you're on the road quite a bit, Bobo. Any uh, fast food experiences, revelations you've had here recently? Uh, I had Taco Bell treat me pretty wrong here in the last. Did week you? Too. Oh no! A little steak reader mm. that uh, went wrong. Ooh-wee. Yeah, uh, Mike, have you ever tried Taco Bell breakfast? I have not. So the Taco Bell, the uh, crunch wrap uh, breakfast uh, crunch wrap, it has like eggs, bacon, and a hash brown. I think with cheese. It's actually like really good. Mm. So if you're ever like, uh, what can I get for breakfast that's fast food? I don't really want McDonald's. Um, give that a try. It's actually pretty good. Now you're gonna have diarrhea. Oh yeah, you're gonna be on the toilet in yeah. thirty. All right, but <laughs> if but a win. It's a good way to just to clean out your system, yeah. and uh, it's pretty enjoyable on the way down. Yeah, not gonna lie. <laughs> I do want to try. I've I've seen the the Wendy's breakfast and some of those advertisements. Mm-hmm. Although I, it's hard to the translation doesn't. It's hard to for the translation when you see it on TV and when you actually get it. So I'm kind of skeptical on how good it looks but yeah temper your expectations yeah anytime you're looking at a tv commercial for a fast because yeah. it's going to look about 40 percent as good oh, yeah. in person when you and probably about half in about half as thick so probably 50 percent thinner too exactly so all right let's jump back into idp here mike and i want to start with these are the category i'm calling idp relevant dudes not necessarily the big fish in terms of actual NFL free agency, but these guys definitely should be on your radar for IDP. And I want to start with Eric Armstead. Where do you see 49ers defensive linemen? Where do you see Armstead ending up in 2020? Uh, boy, I think I see him back in San Francisco. I think, such, wow. I think he's a, a perfect system fit. I think that's where his production is. And I, that's, I think that's where he stays. I mean, Judging by your reaction, that's not what you think. But um, 
I, I don't know. That's I think that's where he stays. Yeah, uh, this was a selfish pick for me. Uh, I would love to see him on the Colts. We've talked about, you know, Shaq Barrett and some other guys that would make sense for the Colts. Uh, we need some help on the defensive line. We have the money. Armstead's pretty young. Uh, so I'd love to see him come to Indy, but that may be more wish fulfillment. So, uh, Bobby, where do you see Armstead going? Seems like a Bill O'Brien grab to me. Doesn't it? Send him to the Texans. Now that O'Brien's, mm-hmm. fi- you know, O'Brien's the GM. He fired his contract negotiator. They just re-upped with uh, Darren Fells and uh, K- uh, Kaimi Fairbairn. Yeah. So B.O.B. is just spending some money down there in Houston now, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to be happy if you land on the Texans because Bob's going to treat you right. Oh yeah, I, I, do they, do he's he's there. He's running the show, isn't he? That's right. He's the GM. Yeah. Uh, he is. Yeah. He fired their contract negotiator, so he's got the checkbook. He's the coach. Uh, <laughs> it's a very strange power dynamic down there. But I agree. Yeah, that's. I agree with what you said, though, Mike. That Armstead is probably the best IDP player when he's in that role in San Francisco. I don't think yeah. he's as valuable if he goes somewhere else. He's he he definitely seems to be a system type guy. Yeah. All right. Bobby, I want you to tee us up on this next guy here. It's someone near and dear to your heart and someone who has treated IDP players very well over the past couple years. Yeah, so my boy, Corey Littleton, the linebacker five from 2019. Um, So I won't give you any of our uh, quick, brief uh, takes on where we think Littleton's going. Mm -hmm. Where does Mike Wallert think Littleton ends up in 2020? Boy, with Littleton, he he boy, he's really emerged as a really solid linebacker, really good in coverage. Um, I know he doesn't do much in terms of of pass rush, which was which what you is what kind of you're looking. Sure. But you know, I think he was used primary. I mean, he was their only linebacker. So I think the the Rams, if I remember, they were running a lot of that four one, four two six, four two seven type defense. So I think. I could see him in Green Bay because they run a similar defense, and I could see him in Detroit because they kind of run that similar defense uh, that Patricia runs kind of that similar one linebacker, many DBs. So I could see him in Green Bay or Detroit. Um, I think both of those spots would be would be perfect for him. Um, both real football and IDB. I would love both of those situations. Because Blake Martinez probably gone, probably not yep. coming back to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, Littleton would be an upgrade to that. I honestly. think so, too. I think he would be an upgrade over Martinez, because, who's great for IDP, not so mm-hmm. good in the actual NFL. Because that was my yep. question, too, today when we were doing our you know draft on our sleeper league. Um, you know, who do you grab in Green Bay? It surely not Oren Burks, you know, because I don't know. He, he can't stay healthy, and I don't think he's, you know, wise enough between the ears. But it would be awesome if you could put Littleton in Detroit with Jelani Tavai. I mm-hmm. guess maybe you still got uh, – Look at Gerard Davis. Yeah, Gerard yeah. Davis is there. That's a nice little Gosh. group if you throw mm-hmm. Littleton in there. That would be a fun setup. So – Josh, go ahead and give us where you think he's going. So Littleton, uh, a team that we've talked about already. I have him going to the Raiders. Hmm. They just released Terry Whitehead. So uh, this is a linebacker desert. They need help there. Where's Adam when I need him? This is just a yell at Josh, me. Josh, you know what you did. <laughs> he's a little bit on the last side about Littleton going to the Raiders just because they have a ton of money. And I think that, you know, they may be one of the most linebacking depleted teams in the league right yes. now. Um, Littleton was awesome last year in coverage because they had no John Johnson. You know, Micah Kaiser and Troy Reader have just been kind of gross. 
Um, Taylor Rapp was actually pretty awesome. Weddle yep. was fine last year, but I agree with you, Mike. They ask a lot of Littleton in the Rams set up there last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mike, I'd love to. We get you, we talked about this player on the last episode. I'd love to get your take on Taylor Rapp. Uh, are you buying in? Is this guy legit, or was it just a perfect storm situation for him in 2019? Um, I'm I'm buying in. I think he's going to be a, a pretty good breakout candidate, especially if they get lit. Especially if they let, um, especially if they don't bring back Littleton, uh, Weddle, I think retired, so he's going to be called on to probably do a lot uh, for the. He's probably going to be kind of that that go to guy in the defensive back room. So I could even see him with Littleton gone, with Weddle gone. It wouldn't be surprised if he was the one calling the plays for the defense this year. Wow! Wow! So buy Taylor Rapp. Yeah, if that happens. And John Johnson's money is mm-hmm. a interesting with the Rams in the next year or two. So <laughs> the Rams have proved not to be too great with money here in the last couple of years. So yeah, they got a lot to uh, figure out. They probably need to get their checkbook taken away. So let's get this next guy. Um, yeah. I'm really interested to know, especially with today's news. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That uh, Christian Kirksey has been released. Yeah. You also have the other, uh, you know, guy there who was the guy last year. Kirksey was supposed to be one of the guys and got hurt again, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But Joe Schobert, Mike, give us your take on old Joe. Looks like he's going to be walking out the door there in Cleveland. Um, you know, assuming he's not coming back, where do you see Joe going? <laughs> Uh, boy, I, yeah, he's, I'd, I'd, I'd personally like to see him back in Cleveland. I know I was going to ask. He's got the, I do want, I do want him back. I mean, the, the Browns have plenty of cap space. He's a leader. Um, he knows the defense. He's the quarterback of the defense. He has some struggles with the run game, missed tackles, but he, he does carry some of those intangibles that, that, that leadership, that veteran presence, which when you let guys like that go and they go to other teams, they excel, there's not, I mean, what do you, I mean, Sion Takitaki and, and Matt Wilson, those are going to be your, your, their, your leaders at the linebacker in your linebacker room. I, I don't, I don't buy it and I, I don't like it. I'd like to see him back. However, if he's not back, um, there's a couple of spots I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in Philly, either Cincinnati or I'd actually like to, he could also fit in Carolina. I think he can play in Carolina alongside Thompson. So I think those three spots would be good for him. Um, Carolina, Philly, or Cincinnati. And I think maybe even Oakland could give him a run. Like, you know, but since we're, you know, Oakland is uh, not to use the word, I don't want to start overusing, but they're bereft of talent at linebacker. Let's oh, be honest. So I think those would be four really good spots for IDB purposes. Send all the linebackers to Oakland. Um, yep. That was actually my landing spot was stay in the division, mm-hmm. go to the Bengals, fill yep. a serious need for Cincinnati. Yep. That could be a team on the rise with Joe Burrow coming in. Yep. Some of the offensive pieces sounds like AJ green is going to be staying there. So, uh, yeah, I like uh, Schobert if he doesn't end up back in Cleveland, which do you think maybe Kirksey getting the boot yeah. would be a sign of them wanting to keep Schobert in the mix? Or maybe that was completely unrelated. What's your take on that? I think that might be I think it's unrelated. I just think with what he was com- with what he was getting paid or what he's commanding salary wise and his production and his time on the field, he was you know oft injured. Um, I think the the Andrew Barry probably coming back. I think that gave him a, a better chance of returning because he was drafted during Barry's time, even though Barry didn't have much um, 
say into the draft that year, but he was part of that draft group. Um, he was part of the room that brought in Joe Schobert. So there's a relationship there. So I think once Barry was brought in, that gave him a little bit more of a, of a chance to come back to Cleveland. But I think he does want to test free agency and we'll see what kind of money I think he's asking for double digits at 11 to 12. But, you know, again, not a rush linebacker, even though he did get a few, he has compiled a few sacks over the last couple of years. Um, But again, I think you're, you're also paying him for that, for that veteran presence. If he does come back to the Browns. Absolutely. Bobby, where'd you have him going? I had him going to the Packers. Yeah. A new, new uh, Blake Martinez there for the Packers. Sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought. So here's a quick question <laughs> for you as well, Mike. So I have a on-air, uh, the Unreal Tournament that Markham has started, and it's actually my pick. Is there any chance that Kenny Young has any play if Littleton leaves the Rams? I'm I, – I, he's not so, – he's someone I used to like, but I'm off. I'm off of him. Sorry. Sorry, Bobby. You tried to get the expert to weigh in on your draft. And, uh, I was uh, hoping you would say, yes, that is the smartest thing I have heard in a long what time. What a great sleeper what pick, Bobby. Pick. And Mike was like, no, don't do that. I can't, I'm not. I just... <laughs> They've got a big problem there. So another guy here I want to talk about, uh, same division as Schobert, uh, Matthew Judon. I have him actually, I'd love to see him stay with the Ravens. He broke out there. I'd like to see him stay there. Uh, kind of like Shaq Barrett, see him get rewarded. Uh, Mike, what's your take on Matthew Judon? I think he needs to stay in Baltimore. I think Baltimore does. I think they should try to keep, do what they can to keep him. I mean, with has with what they lost last year, um, he was really just, you know, they lost to Zarius Smith. Uh, they lost so much in the pass rush. I think he needs to stay. Um, nine and a half sacks, I think they need to keep him. So I think he stays in Baltimore. I love that. I think we both agree. Yep. Staying in Baltimore. Love it. So um, let's get to this next one. Cause I think this is who Mike wants to see. Ooh, you think, you think, uh, yeah, this was the guy. So this is my destination for him as well. All right. So Anthony Harris, Mike is Bobby. Correct. Was this the person you want to see in Cleveland? Yes. All right. Tell us about Anthony it. Harris. Why do you want him as a Brown? Breakout player in the Vikings. And I think he could, uh, I think he could step right in and really help the DB group. Um, he's a, a ball hawk. I think he can make some of those big plays. And I think he'd be a really good fit with that defense. Um, I mean, Morgan Burnett is old. And outside of Morgan, I mean, outside of that, I mean, Sheldrick Redwine, eh, eh, eh. Their their talent is limited at the safety position. So I, I'd like Anthony Harris there at the uh, at safety there. I actually like Timothy Whitewine a little better than Anthony Whitewine, <laughs> but that's just me personally. I'm just I like Cheerwine, so I'm so I, I like Cheerwine. So there you go, nicely done. That stuff grows, Mike. You know. <laughs> so um, this is boiled peanuts. <laughs> I actually had him for the Cowboys. <laughs> um, they won't outbid the Browns since they have to pay Dak and Amari, but mm-hmm. they need safety help. Uh, nope. You know, they didn't have a top fifty DB. Uh, in 2019. So, are we sure they're going to pay Dak and Amari? Amari is the one that I think you could see. I've heard a lot of very smart football people say that it isn't a not a foregone conclusion that Amari comes back, and they would not be shocked to see him hit the market. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dak is getting away, but Amari might. So, what? Any any uh, take on that, Mike? Do you think both those guys uh, end up with stars on their helmets next year? Um, I think Dak will. I I don't get 
what they're doing with Scott. I mean, yeah, everywhere on Twitter, so oh, it's not the top, you know, quarterbacks don't grow on trees and they have a good one. He's good. He's a good quarterback. He is. I agree. And he's, he's obviously a franchise guy. He's, he's the face of that franchise. I don't get what they're doing and I'm, I'm paying him. You have to, you have your quarterback. I, I don't get it. I think it's an easy decision. I think you pay Dak and I think you let Amari go. Mm-hmm. You know, you paid up a little bit for him. You got some production out of him, but I don't think he's going to be worth re-signing. It, it, it is, it does worry me a little bit. I think if you're budgeting under what Dak wants because you're worried about paying Amari, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Just find out what Dak wants, pay him that, and let's move on. It doesn't yep. matter. As a fan, it doesn't make sense to say, well, Dak's not worth 40 or 45 million or whatever it is. Yeah. A, it's not your money. B, these mm-hmm. teams have gobs of cap space. Mm-hmm. And C, that's the going rate for a quarterback. If you have a franchise quarterback, it doesn't matter if they're better than guys nope. making more money than them yeah. because that's like it's like inflation. The yeah. cost for a franchise quarterback is going to continue to go up. So when it's your mm-hmm. time to pay, you're you got to pay. You're going to be the highest paid guy in the league and that's okay because these guys are going to continuously reset the market. Who cares? His deal will be the third highest paid guy in a year. As as someone who hasn't had a quarterback to watch over the last several years, I would love to have a guy like Dak Prescott. Because if you don't bring back Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush is going to be your quarterback. Really, you want to deal with that and then try to find another quarterback over the next several years? I just I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not. No one is. He's not Drew Brees. But that's your franchise guy. It's a good quarterback, and you don't have to worry about the position for the next. Six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just pay him and move on. I yeah. yep. What are we doing? Yep. A big Gallup guy, too. I really think he's going to be really good for 2020. Yeah, let's get down to it. You want Gallup to be the wide receiver one, so you're trying to get Amari out the door as quick as possible. I don't have any Gallup shares. I've tried, but uh, yeah. He's a tough buy right now, guys. I think people are reading the tea leaves a little bit here. Yeah. So, um, all right. We've got a few more guys here in as far as IDP-relevant dudes, Mike. <laughs> Talk to me about Bud Dupree. Obviously had a nice season there with the Steelers. Do you see him staying in Pittsburgh or going somewhere else? Um, I think I could see him staying in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is really weird. I don't they sometimes they don't like to pay their guys, but I could see him back in Pittsburgh. I think he's um he fits that system well, plays I mean, plays alongside TJ Watt. So I think they're probably gonna try to do what they can to keep that defense intact. Um so I think he stays in Pittsburgh. Bobby, what about you? Where do you see Mr. the former UK product? Yeah, a while back. Uh, maybe Indianapolis? Okay, I'd be fine with that. You're all right with that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> We've got the money. Yeah. If we were talking about the Colts have like 30 million, you know, or something, we have the second most cap in the league. Mm-hmm. So we need to be out here spending this money. It would probably be a smart move, though, for Pittsburgh to keep him. That'd be wise. <laughs> yeah, but I absolutely. Agree. They're not the team that really does that often. Yeah, I mean, if Pittsburgh, you know, that could be Mike. What's your read as a as a obviously being in the same division as the Steelers? Mm-hmm. Big Ben comes back and mm-hmm. is say a top ten quarterback. Now that's not a given. When quarterbacks fall off, they tend to fall off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Ben's coming off a pretty serious injury. Mm-hmm. But if Ben's back and Ben is healthy, do you like that team for the playoffs next year? What's your outlook for them? Uh, my outlook is that Ben returns to top 10 form and 
They play well. The outlook is me jumping out of a fourth story window because the Steelers are going to be good again. And I just don't want that. Man. Okay. So Big Ben needs to suck. We cannot, the world cannot lose Mike Wallert. I can't, Uh, I can't, I can't do it. I can't handle it anymore. No, Um, but no, Big, if Ben returns to form, yeah, they'll, they'll be in contention for the playoffs. Um, I think there was just a, a whole rash of injuries that really took, um, the Steelers down. I think what would be interesting though, is to see how Juju Smith Schuster would react, you know, comes back. He'll probably be one of those, definitely those prime bounce back candidates to re- return. Will he return though to his rookie year? There's no, still no Antonio Brown. There's still not another, you know, elite receiver opposite. So that'd be interesting to see how that, um, how that plays out though. If, if Ben does um, play, I mean, Schuster was dealing with Duck Hodges and yeah. and Mason Rudolph. So XFL you know. level quarterback play. Oh, I still no. I still think uh, XFL quarterbacks are better than Rudolph or Hodges. Oh, that's I'll take PJ. I'll take PJ Walker over any Absolutely. of those. I joke him with the Colts get PJ Walker back because they had him on their depth chart for years as the third guy behind and Jacoby. And man, yeah. they let a good one go. Man, he's outstanding. Yeah. We've been a lot of fun to watch. Um, I had Bud Dupree possibly for the Jets, another team nope. that did not have a top 50 defensive lineman in 2019, and they have the money. They have about $50 million in cap space. Wow. So I think they could go pay a guy like Bud Dupree to come in and shore up that defensive line. Well, so, I don't know if anybody – I don't know if the Jets are the hot free agent destination. I mean, like the <laughs> Queen and Williams, I mean, he would rather take a felony gun charge than I think probably play for the Jets again. That's so true. You wonder maybe did he put the gun in his bag on purpose? Like, God, just get me away from the Jets. I'd rather go to prison. He saw the curb your enthusiasm episode. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah. Oh, dude, hysterical. <laughs> Although you could substitute Jets with really any team that's been horrible. I substitute the Jets with the Browns and that pretty much same same type still of works. Re- same still works. Still works. Still works. You're, you're saying you're going to jump out of a four-story building if the Steelers are good. So yep. that gives us a peek into every Browns fan psyche right there. Uh, let's oh, yeah. talk about uh, a high We're a fragile draft. bunch. <laughs> a high draft <laughs> pick here. Uh, Dante Fowler. Uh, I would love to see Fowler go to the Cardinals. Uh, they've got some cap space. Didn't have a top 50 defensive lineman last year. Uh, Bobby, where did you have uh, Fowler going? You know, not only in the NFL, but also in fantasy football. I'm a big fan of the boomerang. Trade. Boomerang. Bobby you know, does love the boomerang trade. Sent Aaron Donald off last year. Came right back around this last week. Oh, hey, two. Aaron. Welcome back. Yeah. You know, sent Corey Littleton off. When Mike Wallert says he's coming to Detroit, Corey Littleton will be sliding right back into that. That's roster. right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, let's send Fowler back to Jacksonville. Why not? <laughs> that would be you fun. Know, if please. they lose Yannick, put him back on the plug Jags. him back in. What about, you, what about you, Mike? Where does, where does Fowler make the most sense? Fowler seems like a guy that's going after the money. So I could see him going to the jets. Um, I could also see him going to the Titans. I think they, they could use, I think if he, him opposite uh, Landry uh, would be a really good duo. Um, I think they've lost. I mean, I, I mean, look who they've lost over the last couple of years. They've lost to Rockbo and, and Derek Morgan. And I don't think they, I mean, they tried uh, Kamale Correa at the outside uh, that, eh, but didn't work out too well. didn't work out too well. So I think, uh, I think Dante Fowler, I think, you know, with him and Vrabel, uh, him getting his hands on Fowler, that'd be a really nice duo with Landry and and, uh, and Fowler. Him, Justin Simmons, uh, Drill Casey. Uh, wow. Uh, your boy, Jayon. Yep. And Rashawn Evans. Wow, that could be fun, Mike. Did you just send Justin mm-hmm. Simmons to the Titans? 
I said Justin Simmons. Yeah, I met, I met my boy Jeffrey. Jeffrey Simmons. <laughs> oh, quick hands. My apologies. Yes, that could be a lot of fun. How's that going to work with uh, Tom Brady's money, though? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> I've heard like Tom Brady to the Chargers rumors popping up here recently. Mm. It's like yeah. everyone calm down. Tom Brady's going back to the Pats. Yeah, he's not going to the 49ers or any of this nonsense. Do you truly think he is? I really do think he is. That yeah. is my prediction. The yes. only thing that makes me think he might be done is. If Belichick wants to keep coaching and that whole, you know, thought of Belichick's wanted to move on from him for some time now, there's got to be a little bit of play there if that if that's the truth. I don't know. We'll see. I, I saw a story today where the Titans are working to keep Tannehill as their long-term quarterback. Ah, so That's coach beat, Josh. That's we'll see. True. Vrabel FaceTiming with Tom Brady at the, uh, the basketball game. That was... Uh, <laughs> A little bit interesting. Uh, so last one here, Mike, uh, as far as these I- the IDP-relevant category that we had, and we talked about him already, Leonard Williams. Um, I uh, see him staying with the Giants. Like I said, let's pair him with Jadevian Clowney and see if they can both finally live up to their potential and their draft pedigree. Do you see Leonard Williams going anywhere, or do you think he stays in the building with the Giants? Can I just go ahead and say I don't really consider him IDP relevant for me? Yes, please. Uh, he just hasn't done. He doesn't do much for me, especially uh, really. So, nah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> do you think he goes somewhere else, or do you think he stays in New York? Um. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Great take, Mike. It's a great summation of Williams' uh, IDP outlook. So, Mike, let's hit like a rapid round here. And instead of going mm-hmm. into like landing spot, what I want to do with these last uh, 10 or so guys here mm-hmm. is tell me if you're interested in these guys for IDP for 2020. Um, and so we'll just hit these. You know, are you looking to get these guys? Are you looking to hold them? Do you try to sell them? Are you not interested? Just give mm-hmm. me your take on these guys as we go through here, and we'll hit them boom, 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 real quick. So, mm-hmm. starting off, the eight fingered man himself, Jason Pierre Paul. Interested? Only if he is a if he only if he lands on a four three team. Other than that, not interested. All right, Von Bell. Not interested. Not interested. Wow. Very no. interesting. Okay, so what about Everson Griffin? Uh, yeah, I'm interested. I mean, he seems to he had a little bit of a resurgence this past year. Um, obviously, I'd really like to stay him to stay in Minnesota, um, opposite Danell Hunter. I mean, I think that's ideal, but um, I still think he has a little bit more left in the tank. And as long as he lands in a in a good four three defense, I'm good. If it- if he does stay in Minnesota on your team, is he like, mm-hmm. a, are you trying to get him as like a DN three? Yeah. Yeah. Still DL three. Yep. Gotcha. So what about Robert Quinn? Um, I'm honestly not really interested. All right. Shelby Harris. Nope. 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 Uh, Jimmy Ward. Nope. What about Kyle Van Noy? Nope. Can I interest you in Jerron Reed? Uh, defensive tackle, um, in defensive tackle premium leagues. Yes. Um, good stuffer. I, yeah, definitely interested in him. Is he like Oreo double stuff? Oh good yeah. Stuffer. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just wanted to get on the stuffer spectrum where we were looking here. Definitely. Yeah. Or the Oreo. 
There we go. All right, Bobby, why don't you hit us with these last few here? Yeah, the uh, uh, DB won last year. DB won, yeah, in our sleeper league. Yeah, Logan Ryan. Um, Yeah, especially in in, – I mean, is he going to repeat and be a top DB? No, but cornerback required leagues? Sure, definitely interested. Kendall Fuller. Um, eh, not really. Hmm, that hurts. That hurts yeah. Bobby's heart. He, yeah, he Mike. Mike, Bobby is just like frantically like evaluating his, <laughs> his, his <laughs> roster. <Are> you, <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, goodbye, Kendall Fuller. Yep. Kyle. All right. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm, are you joining me on the fourth? Are, are you, um, are you joining me on the uh, the fourth floor? And we both uh, in the words. Are we, are we the words of uh, the Rock and in, in other guys? Are we aiming for the bushes? Aiming right. for the bushes, baby. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm hand in hand. With so, uh, let's go to Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Boy, I'm gonna say maybe, but not interested. This I don't know. I've always fallen for this guy thinking he's a, a producer, but you know what? He just really isn't. He kind of sucked last year, Mike. Yeah, he just, I, I don't know. He just, I think he's got the name recognition. I think just people like saying his name. I think that's why he's drafted. Yeah. It is fun. It, it's a fun name. I, I mean, if you're, if you get points for, for fun name and laughs generated from a name, you, you win every year, but um, I, not really interested. Yeah, see if RSO can add funniest name points for that. Every time do I it. See, gotta do it. Every time I see Haha Clink, I think about his eleven or twelve million dollar RSO contract. And he was dropped and drafted by that same team. Was he really? Zach did that. Oh my god. Not only six million in debt uh, cap, but he also drafted. Uh, he just, awesome. he loved the name. Yeah. He's a big hey. Clinton Dix fan. Hey, when you can do something like that, when you can take that type of a cap hit and then get that guy, same guy back, got to do it, right? You, you got to imagine if that was an actual team. He's yeah. like walking back in the door like, you son of a. <laughs> you got to do anything to find. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Boy, talk guy. about buyer's remorse. Jeez. Oh, for real. Yeah. Last one here. Jamie Collins. <sighs> it's a tough one. It is because. One week, 15 tackles and an interception. The next week, you, you can't find him. He's on a milk carton. Yeah. Um, We're looking for him. Pro- missing. Prob- probably not somebody I'm, I'm, you know, who's going to be sought after for me. Um, I look at him more as a waiver wire pickup. Maybe you get a few, a few good weeks out of him, try to sell or just drop him or just bench fodder at that point. So, uh, not not too much interested from from a redraft or drafting standpoint. Excellent. All right, so that was uh, the free agency preview, Mike. I want to get you out of here on this. I've just congratulations. I've just dropped you in as the new GM of the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. So I know it's a position that you would love to have. So congrats on the promotion. What I want you to do here to to wrap us up, I want you mm. to give us Mike Wollert's first round pick for the Cleveland Browns. And I want you to give us your number one target in free agency that you are trying to sign. What moves are you making, Mike? Boy, free agent signing. I'm probably either looking at, I mean, I mentioned his name. I think I'd either be looking at Yannick Ngakwe or I'd be looking at um, Jack Conklin. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, offensive line help makes a lot of sense. And then at the draft, I am building around Baker Mayfield, and I am taking either Tristan Wirfs or Andrew Thomas. Very nice. So potentially you could be adding a couple of big name offensive linemen here between free agency and the draft. Yeah, I am. I, I am building around Baker. I, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing what I can to, to build around him. So let me get uh, as the Browns fan thoughts on Stefanski and also what happened with Baker last year. Was it a blip? Can we expect a bounce back? What's your thoughts? Um, last year was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of coaching and how the bronze were run. So at this point I'm going in with really zero expectations. Um, I liked what he did in Minnesota. I'm hoping for the best. Um, I'm, I'm very hopeful, but at the same time, I'm just, I need, I, I don't know. I need some stability and I need wins. So I'm, I'm very, I'm still very hopeful, but I'm just kind of really going in with just, here we go again. Just let's let's keep these coaches around for a couple of years and give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker, I think it was a blip. I think he, I think he, I think Kitchens was a crappy coach. Bottom line, they made a bad choice, and um, I think there was bad coaching. Um, he's certainly at blame because I don't think he trusted his reads, and I think he made bad decisions. Um, he also got predictable. I think it was, uh, I'm not sure who said it. Maybe it was Aqib Tlaib, but he said, hey, we studied him and we forced him to roll out. We saw that he was always rolling out right. We forced him to roll out right. And that's all. And that's what he did. And um, and I think some mechanics might have been off. And I think that's what Stefanski is going to fix. I think he's going to fix those mechanics. And I think uh, he'll get them right. I mean, is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? Probably. Maybe, but I think he's going to be much better than he was last year. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. I have to be, but uh, um, uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, a good relationship. Should I be concerned about my David and Joku shares? Um, I think you should always be concerned about your David and Joku shares. He's so he's such a freak athlete, man. Is it just not like connecting with him? Like what's going on there, Mike? Um, I don't think he can catch. Huh, that that might be the, the problem. Hmm. His problem's catching the ball. I I don't know, but I I think I would be a little concerned. I think you all have one of the top three or four backs in the game though. Yes. I'm huge on Chubb, you know, yep. I think he's super talented regardless of whether, I don't even know if it's even a conversation now about Hunt with the trouble he's gotten. Do, do you into. think Hunt's coming back with the trouble yeah. he's gotten into? You think? Yeah, they'll probably, yeah, they'll, they'll slap a tender on him and they'll match it. I think he'll be back. He's too talented to let him walk. He's got mm. on field talent. You just, he's one of those headaches you got to put up with. I, I still wouldn't have a problem with having Nick Chubb as my top running back. You know, I, we've been doing these mixed ranks, me and Adam, and I have Chubb really high. I think I have him like as maybe my number three or number four running back right now outside of uh, CMC and uh, and McCaffrey. I really, really like CMC Chubb. CMC and McCaffrey? And McCaffrey? Yeah, both of them. That's good, that one. <laughs> CMC, yeah. One of them's a rusher and one of them's a receiver. <laughs> so uh, they're both uh, – 
you know, it, it was funny. You reminded me when you said you threw all of your, you threw all of your draft capital at Devin white. Yeah. Um, I kind of did something similar with, with Chubb last year. Um, I did an auction draft and um, Chubb was one of the guys I really wanted. So someone threw out Chubb for 20 bucks. I just went 50 and they're like, sold. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's the move in an auction league, man. It's like, yeah, somebody don't mess around with like, let's bump it up and bump it up. Just drop a giant. I dropped a number and, and there wasn't even, there wasn't even a counter. It just immediately went to, all right, let's move on. Yep. And Oh my God, Chubb for 50 (laughs) bucks. What was your budget? 200. Yeah. Oh man, that's a steal. I feel like for Chubb because we're in a $200 auction league in ESPN and, I pay fifty for Chubb in a heartbeat. That's a nice deal, Mike. The, yeah, I think my my team didn't do so well. Um, I think as a whole, I think my my depth was really bad. But out of the draft, I had I spent ninety five dollars between Hopkins and Chubb. Wow, I felt good about that. But it was I lost out on some guys. There were some guys I should have bid on, and I didn't. It was just, but yeah, I was like, you know. It, if there's a guy that you want and someone's on the trade block, throw an offer out and just see what happens. You know, we're we're big believers in that. I'm a huge Todd Gurley fan and Todd's about to get 41 million for me. (laughs) He is. I've been saying it. Bobby has a ton of cap space in our RSO league and he has got to re up. Todd Gurley for 41 freaking million dollars. Drive home with a smile on my face and a, Old school color rush jersey because <laughs> I know the new logo is so trash, Mike. I'm sure you've seen this month. Yes. Oh my god! I thought it actually looked like obviously the letters L A, but like if you took Trump's hair and put it over the L A, that was my first thought. Oh my god, that's Trump's hair. Oh, we're getting a little political. We're we're, we're treading some, some scary waters here. This is dangerous. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I just don't understand why these new like teams have to have a new logo. Well, well, why? You know, the Rams are so I know these the Rams, jerseys. They got great jerseys, great logo. Don't mess mm-hmm. with it, man. Old school is cool now, you know? It is. We're the old school stuff. So many teams would do well just to go back to their old school uniforms. Like that's kind of what I'm hoping the Browns do. I mean, yes. we're oh, yeah. for new uniforms. Let's let's put in some the color rushes were really good, but let's go to some old school. I'd like to like I think even before the the switch, there was like this gunmetal gray that was introduced, and some some of the orange that would be kind of cool. But I think yeah, the the older school throwbacks, just simpler, just simpler times, Mike. So yep. on your way out, Mike, give us your give us your one dream for the Browns. So what's your one thing in twenty twenty at the end of twenty twenty? This can be IDP, this can be NFL. What's one thing that you would love to see happen for your Browns in twenty twenty? Um, finish above 500. Wow. I'm taking baby steps here. I'm taking baby steps here. Let's, let's, I just like to get above 500. Wow. I mean, obviously, obviously, I want a Super Bowl, but, um, be realistic. Yeah. But let's, let's get above 500. I'll admit, um, I don't know if you saw my tweet a couple of weeks ago. Um, I made a comparison to the Browns last season um, that we were Hulk in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. In that very first scene, Hulk comes oh, down, yes. starts beating the crap out of Thanos. Yep. And that's, and we, and that, that and first, then that first half of that, that first game, I was like, Hulk oh my is, God. 
Hulk is is beating up Thanos and and his sidekick is like, nah, let him have his fun. And that was the rest of the league and the media. And then Thanos was just the rest of the NFL and put us in our place. Just just curb stomp the Hulk and threw him out the spaceship. Yep, I yep. agree. Bobby yep. has no idea what we're talking about. Not He's never seen a superhero movie in his life. <laughs> uh, he actually just literally likes to sit around and watch paint dry uh, for fun and like grind film on his rookies. So, <laughs> but I, I appreciate the comparison, Mike. It was very, that's, that's pre- yeah, that's pretty much how the season was. So yeah, like I said, I'll take a, I'll take an above 500. Uh, I'll take an above 500 season. We'll see what we can do, Mike. That's right. That's, that's aim. That's putting and, the bar low. And, I think and then I, very and then I leave you. Who's who's the who's the Colts' major rivalry? Like, who are your hated? Who's your rival? Like, who do you hate? Philip Rivers. Well, yeah, Philip Rivers personally, <laughs> uh, which would be so sad if he ended up as our QB. But it's the Titans. It's always been the Titans. I love okay. the Titans. That's our biggest rival. So I, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, and I'm I'm pretty sure I know what your answer would be if you were to be given fifteen million dollars in cash to, and you have to change your allegiance to your bitter rival. You doing it? Oh, go Titans, baby. Let's go. Okay. I'm, I'm buying season tickets. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm, I'm uh, tighten up. Whatever their little. Go little Steelers. Yeah. Go Steelers. Right. That's me. I switched my allegiance for oh a million God. dollars. That's where right? I'm at. I'm like 15 million. Yeah. Oh, I set it to something a little bit more challenging. Something you have to think about. Hundred grand. Yeah. I probably would. It'd be a little bit tougher to swallow. But yeah, fifteen maybe. million. Fifteen million. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'd be fine with that. Yeah. 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 One point five million. Yes. The answer yeah. is still yes. yes. Yeah. Go Steelers. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get you out of here. We're definitely going to have you back on. Uh, we've got you on the schedule for a week. I've got it right here. I'm looking at our episode tracker week one preview with Mike Waller. That's going to be the week of September 6th okay. through your calendar. Mike, we'll probably have you back on before then. Uh, you yeah. Do anything to earn yourself a timeout this time. So mm. good job, buddy. Sweet. I, I, I learned, you know, don't, don't, don't bad mouth Buddha Baker. So I learned from the last, learned my lesson for the last That's time. Right. So. Stay away from bad mouth and Markham's babies and you'll be fine. Uh-huh. So All right. Mike, we really appreciate you, man. Uh, tell the folks, where can they find you on Twitter? What do they have to look forward to? Any upcoming stuff you want to plug? Hit us with that. Actually right here. Uh, trying to find my camera. There you, there you go. go. There At it is. Mike Wollard on Twitter. Um, four for four, um, kind of going to start ramping up here for the, for the season. Also, uh, start finding my content hopefully soon over at DLF and hit me up on Twitter anytime. Always happy to talk IDP, talk Corona virus, talk fast food, talk superhero movies, talk star Wars. I'm open to talk to anything. A man of many talents. Yeah, that's at Mike underscore Wollert, W-O-E-L-L-E-R-T. And uh, if you don't have uh, Mike, that's where I originally found your stuff was four for four. Mm-hmm. I think it for my money, it is the best uh, fantasy football content website on the planet. Uh, I love the Appreciate design. It. I love the writers. I love the subscription is very fairly priced mm-hmm. and you get so much bang for your buck over there. So if you haven't signed up for a four for four prescript prescription uh, subscription yet, you've got both over prescription for your L's for your yeah. fantasy football L's prescription <laughs> over the counter. to get. <laughs> Go over there and check that out and subscribe to DLF as well. Those yeah. dudes are yeah. awesome. I've had a subscription over there for a couple years. Yeah, and yeah for uh, Mike stuff there as well. 
anything dynasty, they're awesome. Um, anything offense, I will always revert to John Paulson for his rankings and projections. So um, the best. Yeah. So you can see him always in those accuracy rankings, always at top five. So um, yeah, we've got a good group of four for four, probably one of the best. And uh, we'd love to have, it. I think we've got some really bird specials going right now. So check us out, check out DLF and, and guys always happy to be part of the show. Always happy to be on. I'm open anytime. It's awesome being on. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. And we're actually going to sign off here. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate y'all checking out this episode. Some fun times ahead in the NFL, and we'll be covering it all. Bobby, thanks for being here. I'm glad you don't have coronavirus. Yeah. (laughs) Adam's at home with the flu, so hopefully he gets to feeling better. Uh, We'll check you guys next week. Y'all have a good one. Uh Are you doing the moan that Mark Amusely does? That's great. I love that. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP. 